Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, players and play allies. This is the Old Players Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Tau, Big U, Big TC, and this is our inaugural episode powered by Anchor, presented by Free Studio. No, I'm sorry, Free Creative Studio. How could I get that wrong? And today, it's my honor and a pleasure to present my featured guest. We won't always have guests, but as much as possible, we want to present guests to you, people that you might know about, people that you might not know about, and perhaps you should know about. And today, I would like to introduce Free Will. He is the proprietor of Free Creative and the subsidiary, the Free Collection, and Free Creative Studios, who I'm partnered with for this platform. First of all, I'd like to introduce you and say good evening, brother, and appreciate you for coming. Yeah, yeah, it's always a pleasure to uh, you feel me chop it up with the all player. So, first off, um, tell me a little bit, or tell the listeners a little bit, uh, some things I may know, uh, a little bit of your background, where you come from. Uh, well, I'm originally um, from Oakland, California, born and raised. I uh, lived a little, a little bit of time in Sacramento, a little bit of time in Texas, um, and I'm currently in Los Angeles. So, uh, you know, I've been out here for a little minute, man, just being creative and doing things without any real structure. And maybe three, I think three years ago now. Yeah, it's September. So three years ago this month. Oh, it's October. It's October. October. Yeah. Three years ago, last month, um, I just decided to put a roof over all of my different creative endeavors. And uh, I started Free Creative LLC and uh, TFC Studios, the Free Creative Studios. Um, also have Blame It on a Youth Media Publishing Company and the Free Collection, which is clothing, merchandise. And uh, yeah, so we've been getting it off, man, for the last few years. Well, that, that sounds great. That sounds great. Um, I'm curious, uh, you said you originate from Oakland, which I was aware of, but the audience probably not. How was that transition uh, from a, growing up a Northern California kid in the culture of Southern California is significantly different while it's still Cali. So how was that transition to living in Southern California and functioning and creating clientele for your businesses and such? Uh, I mean, it's always an adjustment period anytime you, you change in your environment and uh, going somewhere where you may not have the same uh, resources in the same community. But uh, a couple things. Number one, I'm an adaptable person, so I can pretty much find my space wherever I'm at. Um, I'll let this car go by. Secondly, I actually had some peers from the Bay Area who happened to move down here at the same time, so it wasn't like I did completely didn't know anyone. And uh, you just move around, you politic with people, you can get to know, you know, the community that you stay in. And I've been fortunate enough to, to find uh, a community of some cool people that I can vibe with that, uh, you know, on the same page as me. And, you know, yeah, man, I get in where I fit in and make it work. Okay, okay. Well, we appreciate you partnering with us. Um, and and it, as I said, it's a pleasure that you would be our inaugural guest I'm a little inexperienced. This media space is new for me. 
I'm an easy conversationalist in my personal time, but knowing that the mic is turned on, um, it's a little different for me. I, I'm comfortable with the microphone, but I'm typically comfortable in a monologue fashion with the microphone as opposed to a conversation. Right. So bear with me. If I kind of get my thoughts mixed up, I don't have all my notes about the different topics I want to cover, but we're going to get try to get to all of it. So you, you moved, uh, moved around a little bit, uh, landed in Los Angeles area in Los Angeles. And so this is where you've been for, for the last few years. Yeah, I've been in L.A. for five or six years now. Five or six years. Um, I'm aware of some of your various business endeavors, most of which you identified. Um, I'm aware also that you are an artist and producer. Uh, I'm curious, uh, first off, is where you found uh, an interest in creating music or the passion for creating music, or when did you realize that you were artistic, so to speak? Uh, well... I've pretty much been around music my whole life. I can't really speak towards what exactly got me into it because obviously I feel like most people's experience with music is whatever their parents listen to and then, uh, you know, learning words to songs. And a lot of people from my generation at least tried to make some music, you feel me, because the technology has made the, the means of access um, so uh, easy for people. I think I said that right, pardon me if I'm phrasing that incorrectly, but you know what I mean. Um, but obviously my, my father made music, so I recorded my first song on the on equipment that he had. And uh, from there, you know, I think I kind of like hearing myself talk, so I, I do a lot of different creative things. I was in choir growing up, um, I was in school plays, all of that, man, you know. If you give me a soapbox, I'll probably stand on it and get something off my chest. And uh, I really, just like the 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 conversational element of music and it's not always words right just um sometimes it's just an exchange of energy and without any words being said that music uh establishes a clear communication between everyone who, who's enjoying it cross vibration exactly yeah, yeah. um so uh, i'm you know you're an artist you also are an entrepreneur uh i'm aware that you are in addition to that, or before all of that, I should say, you're a new father. Yeah. Uh, I am a father myself. My kids are grown, as you know. Um, when I was raising my kids, I didn't have, I worked jobs and hustled, but I didn't have multiple business endeavors to spread my attention in addition to raising a child and having a, a spouse or a partner. Um, how, how do you find the balance of uh, what they call work-life balance in corporate society? How do you find the work-life balance with the various endeavors and a family as well? And you're a young man. I'm assuming you would like to sometimes unwind and hang with the fellas still. So how do you find that balance? Well, you know, I'm four months in, so I'm really still figuring it out. Um, when I say about eight, about eight and a half months until my wife's pregnancy, I just made the conscious decision to kind of shut it down. I took on a couple clients, but it was more so like spread out. 
so that I had uh, far out deadlines and didn't have too much that I had to try to fit into one time. And I really just focused on family time. So I really been on a, a brief hiatus, staying creative and, you know, I have product in the marketplace. So fulfilling those orders or whatever that may be for my clients. But for the most part, I kind of just been chilling, finding a new structure. You know, I'm currently um, developing new skills, working on, you know, uh, user experience and user interface design. So that's been something that's kind of uh, taken most of my attention when I'm not just being a dad. Uh, but really, really, I'm giving most of my time to, to my family and uh, I'm working out how to, you know, allocate the proper time for each. But my little girl, is so she's small. So that's really just all I focus on until uh, further notice. I definitely am in support of a family first approach, a guy first approach if you subscribe to that but even if you are not a faith-based person if it's not god first then it definitely has to be family first i say god family and then self or god family community and then self is how i look at it uh, but that's just me um you know some of we we've kicked it numerous occasions uh so you know outside of this new endeavor for me here You've heard my story. Um, you mentioned family first, of course, which I can appreciate. Um, as I mentioned, you uh, are an artist. You also mentioned that you have product in the marketplace. Uh, I'm a big supporter of that. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, the inspiration uh, uh, where you got that uh, muse, if you would, to say, I can, I can tap into fashion or I need to have merch available. Right. Well, I feel like uh, I feel like personalized fashion has always been a part of hip hop. So, you know, artists or just cats who just, you know, on the scene, they might not even really be hip hop artists going back into the early days, but you might put your name on a ring or on a necklace or have it stitched into your coat. Um, and like I spoke to with just the, the point of access being right there for everybody with all of this new technology that we have and the abundance of resources that's at our disposal. You can personalize and create your merchandise and be able to monetize your likeness in multiple ways. Uh, with me being an a independent company and not having any corporate ties um, on the business end, uh, that's just things that you have to think about. Like how many different avenues are there for my product and uh, you know ways to generate income as many different ways as we can. Because at the end of the day, if you want to live off of this, you got to figure out multiple ways because we all know what music specifically, and I don't even have much music on the marketplace, but that's because I can sell a hoodie and it's the same equivalent to what I would get paid for 10,000 streams. So one hoodie, you know, that's easy math for me. All I gotta sell is one hoodie. Then um, the streams can just be residual income that I don't touch for, you know, years. Um, but to get back to what you asked me, what was the inspiration? Uh, honestly, the free collection specifically came out of like wasting time, not wasting time, buying time, I should say. 
I've been working on music. I did a lot of music, like as a part of a, a group with my brother, and uh, I did some things very lightly. Honestly, I've always been making music, but as far as releasing music, that hasn't really been a thing. Um, in my adult years, I should say, I've done a little bit, um, but I was really doing more on the like spoken word circuit and performance art, and. Uh, so I got to a certain point where it's like, I don't have a project out. You know, if people know me for being creative and I don't have anything in the marketplace, then I'm uh, I'm gonna lose all my steam. So I just made some hoodies. It wasn't even really meant to be anything. I made one for myself and posted it and people responded to it and wanted one. And uh, so boom, new revenue stream right then and there. Let me just put these hoodies together, whatever I might wanna wear for myself, somebody else may wanna wear it too. And uh, once you start doing that, your eyes start opening up to how many different avenues there are for artists, for a creative person, for a business in general, um, to be able to monetize their likeness and their brand. Long-winded answer, but I think I summed it up. No, that 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 that's, that hit it on on the head. And for the listeners, especially the young listeners, um, if you were paying attention, he happened upon it just trying to find something to, as we say, just to keep it jumping. And in doing so, it occurred to him that, hey, I like to create. When I create these clothing items, it's no different than when I create music or spoken word. But in a time of streams, as opposed to hard copies, 10,000 streams, that's one hoodie. So, if you figure that out mathematically, 100,000 streams is 10 hoodies. A million streams is 100 hoodies. We're going to go platinum some kind of way. So, so a lot of people, although the way streams are monetized, it's not like copies. So, it's not like you're taking a piece of 50% of a million or 20% of a million or whatever your split may be. But still, today's era, as an artist, you get paid mostly. I won't say mostly because it's always going to be performance. But streams is how people consume your music these days. Yeah, there's still people that buy a download from the various platforms where they're available. Hopefully a lot of these people will sign on to be a part of this show and find a podcast on the platforms where they're available. But that's just me with a shameless plug. But that's where the stream, the streams is where the music is consumed. So you're an artist. Then it's logical that if I can find another endeavor, I'm still selling myself. I'm still selling my lifestyle. I'm still, in a sense, selling my story. But I'm just showing you, hey, this is what I rock. If you like it, you can rock it. Right. And, you know, to to add on to that, right, um, most artists would be, most artists, because, you know, it's tough to break through as an artist and really get a legitimate buzz behind you. But most artists would be happy with doing, you know, 100,000 streams in a month. Even if the payout is something that people maybe feel isn't enough, that's, you know, it's kind of a case-by-case basis. Some people don't mind it, some people do. Um, But... If I sell 10 hoodies this month and that's the equivalent of doing 100,000 streams, like, that's cool. Now, you you know, you got to do a lot more and a lot more and a lot more and continue to build off of that and elevate. 
But as long as you're putting stuff out there for people, you're giving yourself more opportunities to be seen and for it to resonate with people. And moreover, I've actually made financially more money in doing those things for myself and developing the skills to do it myself because most people will outsource all of that, whether it be production, people get beats from other people, some people buy songs or have people write for them, um, have other people design their merch, have other people, you know, distribute, manufacture their merch, so on and so forth. And you're splitting, you know, if a label gave you a budget, you have to pay people for all of these different things. I developed all of these skills and, and tools and trades myself. And so in doing that, I opened the door for another um, avenue for revenue. And that was people wanting to do those things and did, who did not have the skills that I had. So they want me to design their merch. They want me to make them a beat. And, you know, I have a beat stars profile. You can, you know, get at me all different kinds of ways. I can sell beats or I can, you know, partner with people and do a, a residual split. Um, whether it be, you know, utilizing my access to wholesalers accounts because not everybody has the paperwork to do that um and taking a little bit off the top but getting people access to merchandise for a cheaper price than they would pay if they walked in there with no paperwork like it's just all kinds of things that open up once you solidify what you're doing and make it known and uh so i continue to grow and add tools to the to the tool belt and keep it rolling i could appreciate that uh obviously i'm aware of the music, um, as you pointed out, releasing music has never been something that you emphasize that much. And we had discussions way prior to this platform where you share some of your desire to have music available and almost to give music away. But I have all these other endeavors. So if you support these other endeavors, I'll give you my music. Right. If you will pay me to produce for you, then I'll give you a feature. If you want just a feature, then you have to pay me for a feature. But if you're supporting me in any way, I want to do as much as I can to make it work for both of us. And I and I can appreciate that, especially from an up-and-coming standpoint, a new artist, uh, even an established artist who hasn't started generating at that level yet and you want to collaborate and you want to draw inspiration from others um with that being said i'm still waiting for some of the music I i've heard a lot of it uh some incomplete things some complete things um i'm still rocking uh r&b aaron shout out to aaron R&B Aaron's joint that you're featured on, Stay Solid by R&B Aaron. Go find that. It's on most platforms. Yeah, Aaron one of the few people that can get a verse out of me, even if I'm dragging with my feet with releasing my own music. If he send me something and I ain't got to really do no thinking, I just got to plug in with a verse. That's easy. Like, I come up with verses, you know, in a matter of minutes. Um, but so, yeah, he hit me up. He sent me something. And it's a complete song. And I just got to plug myself in. And that's easy. I could do that whenever we actually got... Um, some more music on the way. We just getting some stuff cleared, trying to make sure that we uh really just pay the producer before we release it because uh yeah that's a whole other conversation. Right. But, um, we, we just getting the paperwork for all of that straight. Um, but yeah, so we'll have some coming soon. Um, I I got 
a couple projects that I'm working on right now. I'm really just in the process of finding what fits together most cohesively and then um, creating the 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 visual curating experiences. I'm kind of brainstorming new ideas to release music because as we talked about briefly with the streams, um, we're kind of all confined to that one median of getting our music out to people. So I've been ideating um, just new types of ways. I know, I mean, it's been done for, right? There's a few ideas that haven't been utilized in the space maybe, but for the most part, somebody has done everything. Um, I draw inspiration from a lot of different people. Um, but just creating new mediums for people to experience the music, um, immersive experiences. So it's not just you clicking a link in my bio or, you know, press and play on your desired DSP, but it's like an event built around it or, you know, maybe an art installation, something that you have to actively participate in and you also receive the music almost as the soundtrack to the experience. Because um, we're, you know, technology got us zombified to the point where we just kind of mindlessly scroll in the abyss that is all the content that is accessible and you competing with somebody's Netflix and, you know, whatever their favorite artist is and, you know, whatever football game is on because it's all just streaming now. It's like, all right, let me get you up, get you out the house or, you know, get you off the couch and make you move in some capacity. And then you get to experience the music as a part of your, you know, your movement. And because, uh, you know, they say hip hop is intelligent movement um, to be hip is to be intelligent, to be knowledgeable and the hop is to move. So I'm trying to put the movement back in the hip hop. You feel me? I can dig that. I can dig that. And, and we're certainly in support of it. A hundred percent. And uh, we'll definitely make the people aware as we're growing and building an audience. Perhaps. Our audience can direct traffic to some of your product. And that's why I appreciated that you partnered with me on this. This is actually sort of a test, if you would, uh, which is why I'm trying out the system that's powering this whole show. And it's accessible from a phone. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing the interview on my phone. I know that's a, a common thing now. That's not new. That's not special. But that is to the point that was being made how accessible technology is that an old player like me can say, you know what? People are always interested in my perspective when I have conversation in my personal life. Hey, I can share the old player's perspective with the world. And it was all for me. And again, not to sell my platform while I have a guest, but for me, it was motivated by being told by others of how I seem like I have a personality for that. I'm in kind of a weird, uncomfortable space doing it right now because I've given it a lot of thought and now it's game time. So I've been premeditating how I'd like it to go and all of that. Um, most of it will be from a studio. Sometimes it will be on location. I present some celebrities. I'm more interested in presenting local celebrities in various areas that might be known by everyone in their local area, but the rest of the world may have never heard of them. But if I can bring light to these guys, then their audience will bring attention to me and I can in turn bring attention to someone else. And therefore, if I go from town to town, if I'm in Louisiana, if I'm in California, if I'm in Colorado and there's somebody that's popping in that area and I have a contact that can get me to them, 
that's the kind of people I'm interested in presenting. Obviously, anybody with a platform would love to present a megastar if they have the opportunity. I don't have relationships with megastars. I have degrees of separation that could get me to some of the bigger stars, but the effort that it would take and it wouldn't be organic because I don't have relationships with those people. So I'd rather present people that I have relationships with, people that I've run across their product at festivals, at seminars, that, hey, here's somebody that's out here pounding the pavement, trying to grow their brand, and they took the time to share with me and present what they have going on. These are the people I like to feature. And so, again, I couldn't think of a more perfect first guest. Um, That's me telling a, a little bit of my story and what motivated me to do this and create my content in this sea of content, as you mentioned. Um, but so that I don't lose track of all the different things I wanted to cover. So we talked about the free collection. You mentioned briefly uh, you spent some time on the spoken word circuit. Are you still currently, I'm sure as a creative, pieces are getting written when the inspiration comes to you. Yeah. yeah. As far as the actual competition or presentation are you still doing spoken word performance currently because it's not a lot of performing Um, opportunities these days so i hadn't been doing it for a while uh it been i did a couple art shows since i've been in la but uh between you know um between the pandemic and uh i just was taking the time learning to do other things so like since i've been in la i've taught myself how to produce um, I started doing camera work and a host of other things. So it was something that I wasn't doing too much when I first got here. Like, I did a few events, and I was still current, but I still wasn't really coming up with new material. It was more so material that had already developed over years that just wasn't uh, heard by the pe- the people in the new environment that I was in. Um, but uh, I actually will be performing at an event, at an art show in November, December, sometime at the end of this year. So I'll be closing out that event with a little bit of spoken word. And uh, I just submitted, just threw a verse to one of the homies for, for their upcoming album. I'm doing some spoken word on there. And I've been back writing. It was something I put down for a while. Uh, and eventually I worked my way back to it. But uh, yeah, so it'll be more. It'll, and it'll definitely be some on my project. So... I put together little bits and pieces of, of things and I and I string it together in the most cohesive way possible. Um, but as far as a, a full out spoken word effort, I may in the sometime, you know, not too distant future, put together a whole like uh, spoken word album. Um, I definitely want to get into those kind of things and audio books and maybe even like uh, narration. Um, so just stay tuned with that. It hasn't taken full shape yet, but it is something there. Well, you know, uh, I'm a fake weight spoken word artist myself. I say fake weight because it's not really what I do. But uh, like yourself, I like to write in various facets um, as a hobby and sometimes as a hustle even. Um, and so when if you do put together a spoken word album, if you want a spoken word feature, I got some pieces that some people have never heard or some pieces that just very few people have ever heard, and we can run with it, and, you know, it's never a problem with you and I, so it's just a phone call, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, But again, that's me trying to allow this new audience to get to know a little bit of who I am, 
uh, and some of what I enjoy. And that's what I'll be presenting. Uh, you I want to have a segment, you feel me, uh, old player poetry. You feel me on the old player's perspective. I have to do that. And, and also, um, once we get up and running and grow an audience, because as some of you know, if you're not a major celebrity or some sort of celebrity, I'm popular, but I'm no celebrity at all. So I could easily reach out to all my personal contacts and that would establish a small audience, some of which really wouldn't be interested in the content I'm presenting. They would just check it out to show me some support. Oh, yeah, I went and checked out your little show. And after that, they won't be regularly listening. So I'm looking for an audience that's entertained by my brand of commentary. Um, uh, most of my conversation that people tend to enjoy is me realizing I became that old guy. I'm not that old, make no mistake about it, but I became that old guy that when I was a kid and my dad would take me and my brother to the barbershop and I'd be soaking up all the conversation. It'd be a middle-aged man, it'd be a young adult man, it'd be a teenager, and people of various professions and walks of life from judges to police officers to pimps and hustlers. I mean, they all in the barbershop and they all coexisting and interacting with each other and respecting each other as men and exchanging information. And I would hear and learn things or hear things worded in a way. It's some of the things I knew already, but I would hear them worded in a way while I watched these different men interact that would stick with me throughout life. And some of it would be the things I would go on to share with people years later as I was able to digest it. Sometimes when you're a kid, you hear something and it sticks to you because of the way it's presented. You might learn the words to a song, but it is until you're 15 years old that you realize what the song was talking about. And you're like, wow, that's what they were talking about. So I realized I became that guy. And when I, especially when I'm dealing with a younger crowd, they're entertained by my comments about things. Um, Obviously, my personal conversation is a little different. I'm thinking uh, from a media perspective and trying to pull out a lot of things, which I know and some things I'm genuinely curious about with the talent, or I shouldn't say the talent, with the guests that I'm speaking with right now. Um, enough about that. Um, we covered the spoken word. We talked a little bit about the music. We mentioned and touched on the free collection, the hoodies and such. Um, oh, yeah. We got to find haberdashery now, too. You feel me? It ain't just hoodies, man. We got some cut and sew things that we putting out on the marketplace. This uh, new fall collection. We got uh, imported African mud cloth from Mali and uh, things of that nature, you know, because I can't wear a hoodie everywhere. You feel me? Like, uh, I like to step out and, uh, you know, there's a time and a place to have that hoodie on, but... When I really want to step out whipped and dipped, you feel me? I got to have something from the free collection that can serve that purpose. And, and so go go and Google the free collection. Uh, you share with me that your uh, web space is going to be changing. Yeah, so uh, depending on when this airs, uh, for now, you can find everything at thefreecollectionshop.com. Um, but in the, in the imminent future, it'll be at freecreative.studio slash shop. So I'm consolidating all of my work into the the free creative studio platform, 
and uh, I'll just leave a page on there where you can shop the free collection. Um, so, yeah. So I'm guessing in, in doing so, uh, from an operation standpoint, um, being a small business, if you would, that probably simplifies some things by putting all of your business ventures under one umbrella so that as far as the clients or customers finding it, they can find, I'm assuming, merch, uh, fashion, not just uh, souvenir merch, if you would, but actual fashion items, uh, some things for business casual uh, items I've seen. I don't know what you guys are offering currently, but I, I do follow and look at what's there. Uh, obviously, there's the ball caps, the trucker caps, different things that are pretty popular. Um, so I know with the clothing, I, I don't know in terms of sales, but I know there's the coat following. There's the people that's always looking for the next clothing. Um, do you have any plans for releasing clothing to coincide with the upcoming projects that you're talking about? Yeah, so you know, every project's going to have some form of merch with it, um, depending on the project. If it's an entire album, you may just get like a couple designs of album merch. If it's singles, you know, I, I would like to create merchandise for each specific single. Um, might even create some sort of situation where you can uh, get some free unreleased music um, with the purchase of, you know, some merchandise to incentivize you. You know, get you some merch and just throw a little extra appreciation your way because uh, the way the marketplace is designed now, people don't usually pay for music up front, right? Um, it's... They pretty they pay their subscription, but they pretty much experience it for free. Um, so it's like you know what you supported my store, uh, you supported the shop. You really made a point to become a patron. Let me throw you something for you know, just to show my appreciation. And uh, so yeah, I definitely will be designing merch around my different projects, and uh, continuing to do different seasonal collection collections and capsules. Um, yeah, like, it really ain't no limits with it. That's the thing. I I'm my own boss. I I'm the founder. I'm the creative director. I'm the lead product designer. So whatever I want to make, I might decide I want to make a stapler tomorrow. You feel me? And y'all going to have the free stapler. So, you know, whatever idea comes to me, I prototype and execute. They don't all see the marketplace, but, uh, you know, in due time, who knows what we can do with it. And obviously, ladies and gentlemen, players and playellas, um, the free collection is not to suggest that this is free merchandise. Although, no, the R is silent. Although, it comes with a fee. Although, you heard that the R is silent. It comes with a fee. It's really a fee collection. But there are, as much as possible, items that are free, wherein you may get free merchandise with music or free music with merchandise. And so that's pretty a pretty clever package deal. Um, if if any person is out there that likes a sweatshirt, they might take or leave hip hop or urban music at all. But if I get it free anyway, I'll just give it a listen because I like this sweatshirt. I'm going to buy the shirt. And that might be a fan and say, hey, I listened to this. I didn't expect it to like it, but I did. Uh, so I think that's clever. And, you know, 
Not that we want everybody to jump on the same train, but this isn't new stuff. People are doing it. And, and if you're not doing it, um, expect ours. I just want to grow an audience first. That's a but game. I have a I have a a term that that I made up, or I never heard anyone else use it. That I call a begway, and a begway is basically a segue into some begging. You know how a person call you up? They want to borrow something, but first they make small talk about how you doing, what's been going on with you, to lead into telling you what's been going on with them, which can segue into telling you their problems before they build up to ask you for some help. So I call it a begway. And that was really just a big way that I put out there about merch attached to entertainment products because I'm I'm sure that you got the lines to get clothing manufactured for less than I would if I walked in somewhere and wanted to get some personalized items made. I'm going to pay top dollar at a retail place. I'm sure you're tapped in. You probably know where to go. No, Fashion wholesale district, wholesale. Uh, and so on and so forth, bulk embroidering as opposed to item by item embroidering. I don't know that I need embroidering, but I got some things that I want to do to go along with this platform once we grow the audience. So y'all come check us out. Um, share, share with a friend if you enjoy anything that we present on this show. Uh, today we're featuring again, for those of you who might have just clicked or walked into a room where somebody else is listening to this, we're presenting Free Wheel the proprietor of Free Creative, Free Creative Studios, and the Free Collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Blame Free Will on Twitter. That's B-L-A-M-E-F-R-E-E-W-I-L-L on Twitter and Instagram. Also known as WDE Mind. Uh, my design page, prep, professional design page, will be up in a, in a matter of moments. Um, WDE Mind Designs uh, dot gallery. You feel me? So, uh, you know. Oh, excuse me for for potential clients who uh want want to see the more professional side of me. You know, I got aliases and whatnot, but I also got the name my mama gave me, and uh, so you can find me in all different kinds of ways, man. Okay, okay, and and we will look for all of that, and we will also look to be involved in any way that we possibly can. Um, uh, the goal obviously is to grow this thing to position ourselves I don't want to say as influencers but as champions for the culture um, I have no problem with people that are influencers or consider themselves to be influencers but as human beings we're all influencers and to identify that these individuals are influencers uh, is sort of is a narrow minded scope so I'm more like to consider myself a champion more than an influencer. I'm not trying to influence you into anything. I'm trying to champion whatever it is that you're into already, whoever you are, and share it with the world, especially if you're doing positive things, like this young brother's doing a lot of positive things. There's things we're not discussing uh, in the community that you have done in the past and have plans on the horizon for things in the future. Um, people that's, you know, hey, we all have a passion. We all have a talent of some sort. And we can contribute these things to the world. And, and even moreover, we can monetize a lot of these things. But even if it's not about money, some people are straight. Some people make plenty of money. But you have a passion. Share your passion. Volunteer your time. 
Go out. Go into the community. Go through, those of you that can, go through the background checks that allow you to volunteer in schools and community centers and senior centers. Go out and touch the people. And those of you that can't, you feel me? Tap in with your local community. You know, the people who ain't even tripping off your paperwork like that. Everybody needs somebody to holler at. Everybody got their place that they can fit in. And, uh, you know, just get out and reach the people, man. Don't be stingy with your gifts. And if you're a creative of any sort or fancy yourself as one or once considered yourself one, keep creating. The game needs you. It don't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. If you still have the desire to be creative, share that. Share that with someone. It might be something that grows legs of its own and travels. It might be something that's therapeutic for you. It might be therapeutic for somebody else. And if you need some assistance with how to be creative, just tap in with free creatives. You feel me? We could get you right. We could help you feel me? curate the vision and make it all come together and coagulate. You know? So we're talking about, in a sense, not just a, a space where up and coming, young, old, People on their second win, when I say your second win, you had a run, a short-lived run, but you still got a lot in you. And you might have been in a situation that wasn't ideal, and now you have the creative or professional contractual freedom to do as you feel and present yourself to the world in the fashion you would have wanted to, as opposed to, depending on your age and what when you had your run, unless you were an independent, and even a lot of independents, Somebody else manufactured what you were going to present, be it your label, A&R from your label, or even on the independent scene. We all know in the old days, the independent scene was mostly funded by street guys. And if they're going to put their money up, yeah, they're going to let you be the artist. But they're also going to say, hey, this is what's popping in the streets. You got to push it like this a little bit. So you had a lot of artists like some of these so-called fake gangsters that... This is what's sold. And so they took on the image of their financial backing and presented their image as though they live like this guy. When in reality, they were never comfortable in that space. So it wasn't authentic or genuine and, and they didn't keep it up. Well, a lot of these artists are very talented. You, you're a grown man. Well, present your real self to the world and push that. Make mu especially those of you that make music, poetry, whether it is actual music from a composition standpoint or lyricist or vocalist. Do it. Do it in your spare time. Somebody might like it. You might just fluke up on a hit. Guys that are not singers sometimes go into a studio and start crooning and stumble onto something that the people will get behind. All we do is create. We create. But our art doesn't have life until we share it. And that's why I wanted to spotlight some attention on free creative and all the things that they're doing. Free will as a man, a family man. This is a young brother. He has a wife and a child. This isn't a silver spoon kid, although, you know, he was probably a fly youngster. But this I ain't come from a good family. You feel me? My spoon might not have always been silver, but I had a spoon. But he's out there in the community. 
and he's presenting himself and he's sharing his gifts, he's sharing his talents while he's building. You see, it's easy to get yours first, get as much as you can out the game, and when you find yourself losing steam, put your ear to the street and then reach out and help somebody up. But to latch on and help somebody else push their movement forward while trying to build your own movement, that's genuine. That's not what I can gain from you. That's me saying, hey, let's figure it out together. I got these resources. You got those resources. I can help you do this, and you might be able to help me do that. Let's push this thing. Let's promote each other. Let's work together on something. Let's get... Collaborate. Collaborate with people. If you're a creative or if you fancy or have the desire to be a media personality, this is something new for me. Get out there. Get out there. I always have been one to sort of, I wouldn't say denounce, but I've always been sort of anti-social media. Well, guess what? Now I want to be a media personality. Guess where's the easiest way to get free promotion? Social media. So guess what I'm going to do? Increase my social media. I don't even have a social media presence. I have an Instagram that I won't share because I want everything to add up. So when I present it to you, the audience, I want every place where you can reach me to make sense where it's one thing at whatever various platforms. So I won't share my current Instagram, but there's nothing on there to see. I don't follow anybody uh, other than Versus TV. Shout out to the guys at Versus. Um, That's all I follow. And it's almost like a stalker page. A couple pictures of me with my mask on during COVID. One picture of me with my mask on during COVID. A picture of a snake that was on the ground in front of my mailbox one day. Uh, nothing there to see. What but, you gathering here, people, is y'all here for the, you feel me, for the initial bricks being laid. So, you know, cherish these moments. You're a part of history. And, and it's, it's going to be some excitement to come. So... This first episode, when we do release it, it's going to take a while before anybody hears the first one. But there will be two, three, four, five of them, six, ten of them. Um, I, I intend to make my seasons ten episodes. I don't have any intention for what the time order of that will be. Uh, I would like to release weekly once I start to release. So currently we're in early October. This may be out as soon as the 5th or 6th, but it may be a little bit later. But it currently is October 3rd for the people to know when the conversation happened. Because when it gets released, things might have changed in the time frame since we had this conversation to the time frame that it gets released. And that's why it was pointed out. Currently, the merch or the fashion items can be found at thefreecollectionshop.com. But in the near future, as all of his various endeavors are being merged under one umbrella, the way that you find the route to that will link up different. And I will certainly present all of that to you as Free Creative Studios is supporting what I'm doing. Uh, We actually will do some of the recordings at Free Creative Studios. We will do some of the recordings out in the community. Eventually, we will grow. And once we have an audience, we'll start presenting some visuals. But for now, check out, check out my show. Tell my show about people. Start your show.
This is a something that's been growing over the last 10 years that in the last five years has become the thing to do. Regular citizens are doing it. Business people are doing it. Big name artists are doing it. Small time artists are doing it. And I don't shy from competition and I don't shy from people sharing their story. I think everybody should get one if you have something you want to share. If you don't have anything you want to share, I know a lot of people are introverted and private. I'm a little bit private, but I've lived my life outside. Most of my working life as a, as a professional, I worked outdoors and for public agencies and in front of people. And in my personal life, or even in my street life, if you would, I was outside for everybody to see. So I'm totally comfortable with the spotlight on me in a sense. But I'm a very private person. I'm very private because of the fact that so much of my life is lived out in front of everybody. So I got to have something for me. But you'll get to know me. You'll get to know more about free will. Um, a lot of other individuals that I'll be presenting in the near future. Uh, I do have a young man, which is my youngest son, that'll sometimes be my co-host. Because sometimes it'll just be me sharing my perspective. I won't have a guest to present, so to speak. But I don't want to be... A weirdo sitting in the studio by myself just talking. I want to have a conversation. I, I want to have a discourse. I want to debate with someone. So I'll have this young guy. We disagree a lot, even though we on each other's side. So he'll join me oftentimes when I don't have a guest to make it into a dialogue and not a monologue. But I want to thank you, Free, for joining us. I want to remind you guys, Google the Free Collection or go to the freecollectionshop.com. Look if you're for listening over the next few months, you might need to go to freecreative.studio uh, slash shop or slash whatever page you want to find, freecreative.studio. You feel me? But and I'm again, where now. where where can you be found on social media? Uh Instagram and Twitter is both blame free will, B-L-A-M-E, F-R-E-E-W-I-L-L. You can blame it all on me. Because uh, when you stand in your truth, you feel me, the lies don't really mean nothing to you. And, and, and also, the missus is a, a, a businesswoman. And, Shout out uh, to wifey, honored intuition, you know, mental and maternal health. You know, that's a whole nother element. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're trying to get right for real, like the things that I do is beautiful and everything. But that's that's why I'm in all over. She, she's really servicing the public. In a real way, we need that. Tap in with your with your inner self, you know. We through them traumas and get to your higher self. So, so, yeah. so, so you see, people, what what you're witnessing in front of you is a movement, a family, a man that's doing things out here, that's ambitious, motivated, and putting the work in, and putting the work in, and arriving at a point where. The harvest is now coming. And now there's benefit that's coming with all the work that's been put in by two young people. It's growing. It looked like we're going to see, uh, you know, a Cliff and Claire type situation. I'm talking about the fictional character Cliff. Let's be clear. It looked like that's what we got on the way. A young black family. It's nothing like black love. It's nothing like black entrepreneurship. It's not about race. It's the same if you're white, Asian, Latino, 
Middle Eastern, European, African, whoever you are all over the world. There's nothing wrong with being proud of who you are. It does not mean that you think you're better than anyone. And there's nothing wrong if you do think you're better than anyone. I'm just an old player and this is my perspective. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'd like to thank my guest, Free Will, and that is our first episode. Salute, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, players of all ages, this is the Old Players Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Tyu, Big U, Big TC, and affectionately known as the Old Player. And today, I would like to introduce, I can't really call a guest, more like a co-host, who's partnering with me on this program. And uh, this is our second episode we still working out a little bit of the nerves that come along with this. We're not broadcast personalities, but if you'd like to introduce yourself, sir. It's your boy, Tom Lim, or Lim, Lemmy, T, all of the above. I'm here with the real player himself today, and uh, let's get it cracking. Okay, so it was important to me with the old player's perspective to have a contrast. So I selected a young man as a co-host, who's also a family member, but as a co-host because he has an interesting perspective about a lot of issues. We'll have conversations about various topics from time to time. As well, he will sometimes host the show in my absence or my stead. But uh, how's everybody doing today? I hope everybody's lovely. This is, like I said, episode two. Uh, we just introduced my co-host, Tyler, young man, Lim. Whatever you want to call him, don't call him a sucker. I kind of want to give him a chance to introduce himself to the audience as we're trying to build and grow an audience. Share some of his thoughts about different things, some current issues, current events, if you would. Uh, he is a sports fan, and so he will often be the person I go to to share sports commentary when I just am curious about what I've missed out on or want to know what somebody else thinks about what we see happening. And for example, I like to ask. I think I know the answer to the question, but I'm not sure. Uh, who do you like in the NBA? First of all, tell me who your team is, yeah. and then also share with me objectively who you think has a good chance. As a, a you know, a Oakland native for sure, the Warriors. You know what I'm saying since day one. But uh, I like a few different young teams. You know, Charlotte, Chicago entertaining you know i like the sport but the warriors is my team and the warriors off to a good start as we see uh on today this is actually october 28th these will be released delayed and so i don't know what the day will be when we actually release it or when the audience first hears it but i do want people to be aware for context of when these conversations take place so that whenever they're released you might hear it months past when it was recorded. Perspective may have changed, statistics may have changed, but the Warriors are off to a four game opening winning streak, uh, which is just four games, it's a very long season. It's nothing to get overexcited about. I'm sure they as an organization certainly aren't overexcited, but as they're sort of rebuilding around their same core veterans, that's good experience for the young talent. Uh, what do you like, who you see with the Warriors' young talent, some of the bench players and uh, acquisitions, who, who do you like right now? On the Warriors' bench, I would say for sure Jordan Poole 
definitely developing. You know what I'm saying? Last season, he kind of had a chance to kind of see how he can get his feel. But kind of, I'm not going to say carrying a team, but, you know, it was really just him and him and Steph as far as the offensive side. You know, you got Draymond, Steph get hurt. And so I think Jordan Poole going to develop cool for sure. Uh, I like Damian Lee. I want to consider him young, but, you know what I'm saying? I like Damian Lee. He hustle. Yeah, he's still athletically sort of young and just coming into his own, it seems. Uh, I, I like I like those same guys as well. I'm also a Warrior fan, also from Oakland. But I probably would be a Warrior fan if I wasn't from Oakland. But I, I'm excited just as a fan, uh, just even kicking off the season that we get a lot of airplay. Man. Uh, so when, when traveling outside the Bay with different areas, as we live by coastal in a sense, it's good to be able to see these games on television, not all of them, but a lot of them. And obviously, you know, with an adjustment to your cable package, we can have all of them, whatever. So, yeah, so so you say you, you, you kind of like what Charlotte's doing? I, I like Charlotte, you know, LaMelo, he, he be serving. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching him. We around the same age, so i just been seeing him all his life. You know what I'm saying? Had an opportunity to, like, interact with him via, uh, you know, the internet PlayStation, you know what I'm saying, GTA, game and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I like what they got going over there. I like Chicago. You know, they just added Lonzo. They added DeMar DeRozan. So they got they got some teams out there for sure. Like, I feel like now, like, out of all the years, this is probably, like, the most competition. Like, everybody got their little squad going. So I'm honestly really curious to see how it turned out. You know, injury is going to play a role 100%. But if everybody stay fairly healthy, it's going to be interesting. And before I forget to mention, this is powered by Anchor. This is not a paid advertisement or anything of that nature. But to any creative who's interested in creating your own podcast, perhaps it might grow into something bigger. But to get started, it's a great app. Go look for it. And whatever platform you get your apps from, go to Anchor. This is what's powering this platform. We're not actually recording on the phone right now, but I've done interviews on the telephone directly into the app. Very cool tool to have. And hey, go start yourself a show. It, 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 it's a beautiful thing for all of us. It's therapeutic to share your thoughts with the world. So when I got that out of the way, we're also presented by Free Creative Studios. Uh, go check out the Free Creative Studios. Uh, the actual link I will share, but I don't have a visual right now. But it is the Free Creative Studios. If you Google that in your, or whatever search engine you use, then that'll come up as well. And that's also a partner with us in this program. But back to sports. I like to talk sports with this guy. Uh, he follows sports uh, pretty closely. I am on off and on with how much I keep up with sports. I am definitely a sports fan. I know we're both fight fans. For sure. So I'm curious, first of all, in the heavyweight division, what you think about the heavyweight division right now? We watched fights, the last fight, the last Fury, Number three. Yep. We watched that one. And we both kind of had a, a similar expectation going in that Wilder would give a good showing and we would like to see him get the win, but we neither of us believed that he would. Yeah. And that's just as being a fight fan and you watch the fight, you have to, if you're going to be objective, you have to take your personal biases or personal desire out of it sometimes and just look at what's in front of you. And what we both agree was that in the first two bouts, the draw, though he got the big shots in, 
he was pretty much dominated from a boxing standpoint that For whole sure. fight. Very dominated. And then the fight that he lost, he was pretty much dominated. dominated the whole fight. So we just realistically expected that he probably wouldn't win, although we did know that he would probably give a better showing, and we had hoped that he would win. And I wouldn't call that a racial bias, probably more of an American bias, if you would. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, I didn't believe that he would win the fight and I stayed away from it. I didn't try to get no bets with anybody because I didn't really believe he would win either. But what about some of the lower weights? First of all, before I get to that, while we're on the subject of heavyweights, uh, the undercard on that fight, they had a great heavyweight fight. I can't think of the guy's name right now that one who had an extensive amateur career. I'm excited to see what that guy's got in front of him. I believe he's out of maybe Cuba or yeah, Puerto Rico or, or something like that. He's definitely an Afro-Latino brother, but man, the, the guy was so poised in the ring, his opponent, while not just a big name guy, was an undefeated, pretty solid fighter that he fought against and with a reach advantage and younger. Uh, and he, I was impressed with how he managed the fight and was a general in the ring. Uh, I, I wish I could call his name because I'm speaking on him. Anybody who watched the fight knows who I'm talking about. But uh, his name doesn't come to me. And at some point, we may be able to grab that off the net or it might come to you. But I was impressed by that. But in the lighter weights. So, you know, for me, I don't have like a favorite weight class. I think it's more of a... Just a couple people I like. Uh, just kind of like with the social media thing, you got your Ryan Garcia's and you got your Tank, he going crazy. But I really like Shakira Stevenson. That's like, out of all the young cats in the lower weight classes, I just feel like he a dog. I mean, yeah, you, like I said, you got Canelo. Like, it's it's plenty of fighters. There's so many but fighters right Like, now. Shakira and, and Tank, those is like my favorite too. Devin Haney, for sure, he up there. You I want to see all them fight. The I, uh, oh, immediately. Haney is a monster too. Uh, and Amari, I think him, Amari Jones, he like he like under Devin Haney. He coming out the bay for sure. I don't know if he's from Oakland or whatever, but I know he lived in Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? One of the little homies box uh, they train at the gym they got. You know what I'm saying? So I, he going crazy too. He like 3-0. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. I don't know him personally, but I like what he doing. I see what he doing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like those same guys. I, I like Tate. Uh, I, I am, you know, all, always a home team player. So I, I have some bias. I feel like Haney, if not for the politics that unfortunately come with professional sports or any big money business, is, is really a bigger fighter than the name that he has. More people should know about this kid. He's been having an amazing career. And uh, so, you know, that's, that's my bias. But I think anyone who would give him a fair assessment would agree with me. If you look him yeah. up, see some of his highlights. People like to they like they they hate on Devin a little bit for sure. I feel like yeah. but that's what that's what most people. But I be feeling like they for sure downplay his skill because you know yeah, he, see it's a it's, it, you know what happens and, and I'm not an expert by any means. Um, I'm not personally connected to any party involved in the fight game at all. But like I said, with everything, there's a lot of politics, and then also as a as a society, we, there's a lot of followers. Sure. And so, from the from the political perspective, 
an industry will try and downplay a talent so that they can justify not giving them the opportunities they deserve, which usually is more of more to lose than to gain if you're in control of a certain boxer, rapper, or whatever that, that might be. So if you signed to certain giants, they're gonna promote those that are signed to them. You take that same kid and put them under uh, Aaron or put them under Floyd or, or Heyman uh, or any other giants in the fight game. And all of a sudden, the narrative shifts to this is one of the greatest up and coming fighters that we've seen. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as any slight to those gentlemen that I named. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't have any judgment on those men. But I'm saying just in any industry, if you're connected to a giant, you get the recognition that comes with being connected to a giant. And people being followers are going to look at you as more legitimized. In, in whatever your endeavor is, even for us on this on this platform, we just some guys making a recording of a conversation. We're not celebrities. It won't be until someone else who's followed has an appreciation for our program and puts it on their social media, or we have such a guest that's prominent that their following comes to the table. Then all of a sudden, there's a stamp. Now for me, and I've shared this with the audience and. My intention is to more highlight people that are doing amazing things that you may have not heard of that perhaps you should, but also uh, people in various local areas, widespread though, that are well known just in their little pocket of this earth. Yeah, It, it might be somebody that's just the man in their neighborhood or their city or their region or their coast and nobody else really knows about them at all. And I know some of these people and I have contacts to get me to some of these people, but also I'm gonna pound the pavement. I'm gonna be out here on some Ike Love, uh, state to state, Dolo, trying to get my hand on the post of what's happening in different areas and figuring out who to tap in with. Yeah. That's early in it, that there's a mutual benefit. They get promotion, I get promotion, as opposed to a giant that don't have no reason their time costs this much and they don't have no reason to feel like they want to sit down and talk to me you know what i mean yeah but some other things that i wanted to kind of get some thought on first before we get off of sports i'm a raider fan i know you're not specifically a raider fan but you're an open guy so you have a lot of support for the home team couple of things number one what do you think about the start they're getting off to I think, you know what I'm saying, they starting off strong, but, you know, I didn't seen this before. And like you said, you know what I'm saying, I support the Raiders for sure. My young, my younger days, I like Kaepernick, so I was kind of rocking with the Niners just because of Kaepernick, for real, for real. But I always like the Raiders. I just feel like, <laughs> I ain't going to say like we like the Raiders is cursed, but it's like every time they start balling it. It just, it's I don't curse. know, like, just, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, they in Vegas now. Hey, man, they in Vegas now. They, they might have broke the chain a little bit, like. A little bit. But, a little but bit, the but they, is, they going crazy right I, now. I think being in Vegas, that there's a little bit of, of another force in a fan base, and then some other things I won't mention or, or allege, but I think that there is a little bit of, uh, a little bit more fear on the field 
Uh, but I also feel that the same politics that I speak of for different reasons uh, sort of always make us uh, an underdog, if you would. Yeah. Or I'm a Raider fan, so I say us like I'm on the team or something. Because I really think, and I'm not alleging this, this is just my opinion, but I really think that because of the tumultuous history with the family, uh, uh, the owners of the team, tumultuous history with the league itself, with, with some of the other owners, which is the league, which, you know, a lot of people, I don't totally understand the structure of it, but it's not just a fraternity, it's not just a business. The team owners are the league. They have a commissioner, that's like a figurehead, a presiding body. If you can imagine a chairman of a board, yeah. but it's a board. And so opportunities that are given, to some degree, every team has to co-sign in order for you to get the opportunity with one team. Right. Every team has to co-sign that, hey, is this some person that we want to be a part of our club, mm -hmm. a part of our organization as a whole? So that's interesting. I'm not going to touch on that too much, but I have some thoughts about the recent coaching changes, and I don't want to in any way defend the findings. Yeah. Uh, I personally don't agree with the use of such hurtful language. I do, on the other hand, agree with a person's right to voice themselves as they feel, and also the right to privacy or, or confidentiality. So I find it interesting, being that it's such a club that you're well vetted coming in. You're well vetted coming in. Call it a leak, whatever you want to say, but people were well aware, the people that matter, we're well aware. The public may not have been. But this is something that was known when this man was selected. When this man was selected, this was known. Probably before this man left the league, this may have been known. And I can't defend it. I can't say what that man's personal views are or what he thinks of people. I do know that we use language. I'm guilty of it. A lot of people are guilty of it. We use hurtful language, language that could be considered racially offensive or derogatory, gender or or preference related, could be considered derogatory. And in a lot of cases, not even with that intent, not even with the use that the popular use of the word is, depending on your background and the culture you come from, some of this is slang that's embedded in the community that you grow up on. And you figure. And, and it, it's just, a language that you use yeah. and words are powerful and can be hurtful but also intention has to be considered and again I'm not defending that man's use of words I'm just more being objective because I don't know anything Right. that hey it's interesting to me as a fan of a team that never seems to get their fair shot it's interesting to me that this man will be able to make it through the vetting process while this information was already available, get into it on the team while they were not making a run for anything, just trying to build some pieces and figure some things out. Nothing comes out. And the moment it looks like they're off to a good start with the schedule, because the schedule plays a big part also in how well a team does, not just talent and coach. The schedule, uh, football is a contact sport, much like we're both fight fans, 
Contact sports will and style come into play in addition to skill and preparation. Everybody match up different. The physical will of one party one or team against another party or team's physical will and also play style or fight style. So we have a schedule that kind of looked in our favor. Our actual division is always tough, even though sometimes we only have one contender coming out of there, whoever wins it. But if you look at how they play each other, it's brutal. It's brutal, it's fierce. So it makes the teams look not as good as they are. But if you pay attention to the league, when any team outside of our division comes to play an AFC West team, it don't matter if that team is a winning team or a losing team, that team comes ready. Yeah. And they have to leave everything on the field to beat anybody in the AFC West. A lot of people criticize me because uh, it, I, I ride party lines with the AFC as a Raider fan. And when the Super Bowl comes around, unless, of course, it's the Patriots, I ride with the AFC. It doesn't matter who the other team is. Um, I might make an exception if it was somebody like uh, the Vikings who I've liked since a child. Uh, I'm a Raider fan, and so I only root against the Vikings if they play the Raiders. But other than that, I always want to see something happen for the Vikings. It just never seems to happen. But for me, if somebody, Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl, I'm riding with Kansas City. Why? Because they come from my division. So I would like to see my division. I feel better about my team not winning if I know that the winner had to go through us and that we had the opportunity to go through a champion to get there on our path if we get there. But enough about that. I know I'm kind of chatting. Uh, you know, it's just conversation. I, we don't have an interviewing guest. You're sort of a soft interview, but more like just an introduction. As we do this more, I think it'll start to sound more like our regular conversations. I'm still in this weird space of trying to adjust to recording a conversation. I could record lyrics with no issue, but recording a conversation is strange for me. And I find myself being very self-aware and tentative in what I have to say because I'm acknowledging that I'm being recorded. So you bear with me and you seem to be doing better than I, and this is your first episode. And that's okay though. We're not gonna hate it, man. It's the old players podcast, the old players perspective, not the old haters perspective. Let's be clear. Uh, what else? What else is going on? Music. Uh, which what you listening to right now, these days? Who are some of the people you're a fan of, whether it's big names or SoundCloud artists or friends of yours? Like, who are some of who you listening to right now who you like? Right now? Like, well, I'm a... Okay, so mainstream-wise, I listen to Lil Baby. Uh, he cool. Baby girl. You know, Drake is, Drake is one of them guys. He's like, a giant. You know what I'm saying? He's he, solidified now. Whether Drake, you like him or not, he's solidified now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people like that, but, like, I listen to really, like, a lot of, like, I would say, like, Oakland music. I ain't even gonna say Bay Area. Because the majority of the artists is coming out of Oakland. You know, Fredo Bags, Chopper Tink. Local guys, I would say. And then I mess with the Detroit local guys, too. Yeah, I, uh, I, like, I like a lot of Detroit music. I like They kind of got a sound. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of becoming a Detroit sound as you hear more Detroit artists. 
I'm sure it's influenced by one artist or another, but now that we've heard more than Big Shine, Eminem, uh, those certain guys, yeah, now exactly. now we get as fans that's not from that area get to have a more of an appreciation yeah. for the Detroit hip hop scene. And, and like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the, the sound is the same kind of Detroit and the bass sound. You know what I'm saying? I, I like I like a lot of like I would say like underground rappers like FWC, Big Key, you know what I'm saying? We got, you know, Jigga Juice out of Oakland. Come you know what I'm saying? Jigga Juice going crazy. Yeah, we we got a, we got an interview with, with Jigga coming up. He needs uh, to drop more music. Definitely, and, and I happen to know he's got big cooking. Uh, you know, not everything uh, meets the level of quality that he's going to attach to his name, so everything yeah. ain't going to come out. But he been he, cooking. He going, he going stupid. Shout out Guap Dad. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Shout out Guap Dad. He going Ten crazy. Eight. Definitely, yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's a lot of artists, but y'all, like I said, I'm more like a local guy. Like I kind of, I don't really like hearing a lot of the, the industry stuff. I feel like it'd be too much other yeah. stuff going on. Like I think I could relate to a lot of the stuff I listen to better, and I'm just used to it. Especially when you're from somewhere, it's just it's easy to you know. Yeah, yeah. So I like uh, I like the kid blast. Oh yeah, Blast go crazy. Blast go nuts. I, I, I really, I really dig this out right now. To Cat, Ellen B. Latrice, uh, got some, got some records that that I really feel that I turned everybody that I, I don't know this dude. Uh, I got up on him because uh, he was on a project that Gold Toes put out. Uh, Gold Toes, if if you ever heard of Gold Toes out of the Bay, and he he does a lot of business out of Texas, but he's originally from the Bay. Uh, he was the one with Black and Brown Productions and, and back in the days for the old heads like me, or if you're familiar with his Latin, that's his movement. I mean, he's an artist himself as well, but more of a CEO, uh, an executive producer. That's more of the bag that he's in, especially now as he's getting older. But he, he dropped some bars on some of the projects too, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, so. I'm gonna have to tap in for sure. I feel like with music, it's just, it's, it's so many people you could miss. Like, I, I, it's a sea. The whole bay, Lil B, from all over, you know what I'm saying? It, I'm it, rocking with the whole bay. It's a sea of it, and it's, a, it's artists of all ages, yeah. different cultural backgrounds. Like, right now, yep. there's so much you can definitely miss something because some people just don't even have a representation that could get them your attention. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I listen. Definitely anybody that I have any kind of relationship with or degree of separation from, yeah. if I hear about something, I go check it out and find what I like. And when I find what I like, I start sharing it with like, hey man, check this out, Jay. You know, anytime I got the ox cord, as we say, when I got the ox cord, I'm like, ah, y'all ain't up on this one. Uh, but you know, I'm an old dude. Yeah. So I still also, I'm still a big Nas fan. God, I know nobody cares what I think anyway, but it's a lot of guys that I'm a fan of, but to call out a few, I'm a huge Nas fan and have been since the start of his career. Same as E-40 and the whole clip. Yeah. Same as the Locks. Uh, so these are like, I still listen to these. These are guys that's from my era that's still currently keeping their relevance. So I get inspired by that. I'm a spitter myself that never really chose to put any focus on doing music. So it inspires me. Like I listen to these dudes and I have to jump in the lab sometimes or grab a pen and write something like, like, hey man, like, us old dudes still got something to say. Now I might never drop anything because that's really never been my thing. 
But I might though. It depends. If this audience grows and the people want to hear it, I'll give them a taste just so they just so they know I'm not capping when I say I can do that. Uh, that's uh, some of the artists that I like. Um, oh yeah, one more I forgot. The boy out of SLB. They not RBE no more. It's SLB. I always liked the boy music. Like I feel like he was always the best out the group. I can't leave him out because I probably listen to him every day. He got stupid for sure. That's for sure. Throw that in there. Oh, most definitely. I mean, yeah, he got crazy. And uh, and shout out to all the creatives, all all the artists, performing artists. If you want, uh, if you're well known, if you're unknown, um, share your talent. It's a gift. It's a blessing. And it's a disservice to God if we don't share our talents with someone. Man. So even if you don't have interest in being a celebrity or a public figure uh, or some of that nature, share your talent. Do it at, at family reunions. Share your talent with people. And as a business, you know, content is the thing nowadays. It's uh, it, it, Content nowadays is like digital real estate. Like it, it's got a value on it now that, that other than land, there's not a whole lot that a poor person or a person from a humble background can actually have that they can monetize like content. These mm. days, it's content that now, like we say, it's so much of it. And I mentioned this on another episode with Free Will. There's so much content out there, audio, video, what have you. It's hard to find all of it, but put yourself out there. If you have something you believe in, it's a lot of people in the world that's just as nutty as you are. And that's no slight to anybody. If, if once I start having fans, I don't really have fans right now, but I'm not making a crack at anybody's mental health. When I say nutty, I just mean that whatever thoughts you have, however unique you think that thought is, there's probably somebody else who thinks the same way. Yeah. So put it out there. And, and uh, you know, don't quit. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing that I'm dealing with, you know, especially when you work hard and you feel like you should be more recognized. It's easy to get discouraged, whether it's music, sports, especially with music though. Like you put music out, you probably ain't getting the clicks that you want to get. You just got to keep going, man. Cause there's too many talented people in this world and they don't put their stuff out. I know friends personally that if they just apply themselves and break their ego and stop trying to be in the streets or whatever it is that's really holding you back from locking in, Man, lock in, man. Please, lock in. Man, and don't uh, don't don't be intimidated by stepping out of your comfort. Uh, I shared this also before. Man, I as, as I'm trying to build this, I'm gonna have to become a social media presence, which has never been my thing. I've been very critical of people who spend too much time on social media or who are so influenced and affected by it. People who literally, you can tell, they live their life for their social media presentation more than actually enjoying the moment that they're in. And I've had a lot to say about that. In the early days, I thought it was corny. Then I started realizing it was a great tool, but it wasn't for me. And But I always maintained that, hey, if I have a, a good or a service that I want to market, then of course I'll get on social media to market a good or service. But as far as trying to connect with some chick I had a crush on when I was six years old, or find out what happened to my homeboy that moved out the neighborhood when we was in junior high school. I, I managed to stay in contact with a good portion of my friends, and 
I spent enough time in the community that I came from that I'm able to connect with the, the people that are still around in that community. And so I don't really need to meet, to be on there to socialize. But now I, I, I want to be a media personality. So I'm going to take to that thing. I just got to get everything lined up so that it's consistent, so that wherever you try to find me, it's at the same thing or whatever. I don't want to have, oh, you can Instagram me on Big Papa Johnny J. Or you can catch me on Facebook <laughs> at uh, the old guy with the pots. And, and, you know, business, business, and your personal, personal, for sure. And, and that's for sure. Like, it ain't going to be none of my personal life on there except for where my personal life ties to the platform. Yeah. Because it is a personal thing. Uh, <laughs> we don't need no mirror pictures and no selfies on, you know what I'm saying? We ain't, we ain't here for that. Right. You know what I mean? So, so when we do announce the, the social media, uh, where you can find myself. Um, hey, listen, talk to me about the platform. It don't matter if you like it or don't like it. Talk to me about your story. If it's something that you have going on in your life that you find interesting, tell us about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying give up topics maybe that you want to hear about or opinions about. You know what I'm saying? Just It's a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? The talk I, do. I, I have a thing I'm running with for this is that I'm asking the audience to... Tell people about my show, our show, and tell our show about people. Yeah. Let's make this in exchange. That nobody's too good or too big. Tell people about what we're doing and tell us if there's things that you know or individuals you know about, agencies you know about, anything, especially anything positive. But I'll be honest, it don't even have to be positive as long as it's authentic. I, I'm not trying to listen to somebody tell a bunch of lies or play themselves up like they some. Yeah. Giant, where really all they have is a dream. But if, but if in fact you're doing the groundwork to realize your dream, you don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be a rich person. If you have started a business, I don't care how much money your business has made you. It is not my business how much money you make, but you do have a business. So share that. Let me tell my audience about that. So that, hey, I might be able to grow your business. Your business might be able to grow my platform. And I don't have a problem saying, hey, I told y'all to go check this out. I tried it myself, and to me, it sucked. But you should still try it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> I'm saying that to say, I'm never going to fake, fake support something. But if you tell me about it, I'll tell somebody else. And if I get the opportunity to try it for myself, then I will also tell people, hey, I didn't really like it, but you might. Because somebody's going to like it. So share your gifts, share your talents, promote yourself, invest in yourself. I wanted to introduce you to T. I appreciate you coming through. We're going to have a lot more with me and T. Like I said, our conversations get funny. Right now, we're kind of in this weird space. But we're going to start just sneak recording. I'm just going to start uh, turning the recorder on while we chop it up. And then you can hear our regular exchange, our conversations while they go. It might get a little more offensive sometimes. Nothing too crazy. Uh, that just ain't the people that we are. It's been a pleasure. This is my second episode. I'm still working out how to make this thing work, but I'm just an old player and I'm sitting next to a young player and this is my perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, players of all ages, I hope you have an amazing day. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, and players of all ages. This is Tau, Big TC, Big U, also known as the old player. And I'm inviting you to join me for the old player's perspective. My new podcast, The Old Player's Perspective. We're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk about ancient history. We're going to talk about what's on our mind. Sports, 
a little bit of politics, but we really not going to get into that. But whatever's on your mind, picture your drunk uncle. Off-key commentary from an older guy. Picture those old guys at the barbershop when we were young. They just talked about whatever was going on in the culture at the time. It's the old player's perspective. From an old player's point of view, it's a lot going on in the world. Sometimes we want to hear what someone else thinks about it. Tune in. We're going to have guests. We're going to sometimes have discourse. Let's do it. Old Players Podcast. Join me.